Okay, that's good. What's up? Uh, not much, Dan. Another beautiful day in paradise. Well, this is, as you well know, the Planetary Status Report, and I'm here with my good friend Justin in Utah. It is February the 16th, 2022, in the age of Bo Blimtok, and I think it's just after noon p.m. here, isn't Noonish, it? Noonish, yeah. Yeah, yeah, noon of six. Yeah, all the, all the farmers are bringing in their cattle, all the dogs are looking for some whiskey. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk about ravens. Yeah, we're talking about a specific topic today, and it's something that Justin and I are really excited about for a lot of different reasons. One of the reasons, and we'll talk more about it later, is that it represents the ability for all of us to engage in an activity that can be meaningful right now, that can actually potentially earn you income right now, depending yeah, yeah, on what yeah. happens. But it can also be for a way for us to deal with circumstances of instability, of chaos, of when you know things could break down for a while. And Justin and I have talked about this. It's not the end of the world, but systems we depend upon could fail for a while. And the technology we're working on could help out with that, couldn't it, Justin? It could fill in any sort of gap in uh, dropped communications, internet, phone. Uh, say, say the internet still works in Ohio, but it doesn't work in um, Nebraska. Well, the folks in Ohio, with their radios and with this system of communication, can help fill in the gaps for those who don't have or who have the hole in the system, the internet or the phone, whatever. Uh, fills in wherever it needs to. Um, national network, it's already a global network. This, none of this technology we're talking about doesn't already exist. Everything, everything we talk about today, we're already doing. People around the world are already doing. We're just making better use of the technology, wouldn't you say? Yeah, so I want to start from the beginning. Justin, What, what is the beginning? You tell okay. me. Justin, how did you get into shortwave radio? Shortwave radio. Well, okay, my the very first time shortwave radio came up in my life, I loved to lay in bed when I was a kid, and I would surf through the AM and FM dial on my boombox. Um and one day I asked my parents, I wanted a shortwave radio because I heard there was more radio to listen to. <laughs> so I got really excited and my parents thought I wanted a, a ham radio like with that would broadcast as well. And uh, they said, of course said, no, you're not getting a shortwave radio. And that was that. And then <clears throat> let's circle back almost 20, 25 years later, um, I, I, I've always loved radio, uh, but uh, it... it came to mind that, hey, I could get into this and I could buy this stuff and um, I could learn how to use it and get started. So that was, I've, I've been hard at it for two years in the radio world. Um, we brought the Planetary Status Report to WRMI. Um, I've been doing work on CB radio, on learning about the ham world. There's certain things that we won't talk about today uh, about that. Just prefer just to leave that a big blank. We're going to talk about 11 meters. Yeah. Not a ham band. This is 11 meters CB radio that we're talking about so today. So CB radio meaning that anybody can go buy a CB radio and they don't have to have the fear or the paranoia that somebody's going to, like, you know, they're going to get in trouble. Yeah. Nothing nothing about this is illegal. Um, CB radio is available to anybody. You can go to Walmart and get an antenna 
um, and put it on your car and start today. Buy. I don't think you can get a CB radio at Walmart, but you can get an antenna. So, um, go ahead. And another question, because a lot of people who think CB, they think, well, this sounds stupid. Just, just trucker. Draw breaker breaker one nine <laughs> convoy. It's a convoy. But actually, you've been able to talk to people all around the world. The, okay, so let's let's rewind the clock. Uh, back in the day, okay, so when I was a kid, I found an old CB walkie-talkie radio, and on this thing was the size of a brick, bigger than a brick, and it probably weighed half as much, um, and it didn't work anymore. It had gotten wet, but I was like, this is awesome. Picture on the box, it showed uh, some guys using it in the woods, and it was just super cool. Um, you knew using that walkie-talkie was going to be fun. It didn't matter what you were doing with it. Um, people used to get excited about this kind of stuff. People used to get really excited about CB radio. Um, and it kind of ties into, well, solar cycles, different solar cycles were taking place that were really good for radio. So with five watts, a guy in California could talk to Australia every night for about a year. Right. Um, well, come to, come to find out, we're entering back into one of these really strong solar cycles. So it's getting to be guys in California with five watts can talk to Australia again. So the radio community is excited. People are coming back online. New stations are coming online. Um, and they are. They're just doing the talking back and forth. It's not breaker breaker one nine. These are fast conversations. When guys on <clears throat> when guys are looking to connect on the radio, they do these real short conversations. Hi, how you doing? How's the weather? Great to hear. I'll talk to you next time. Right. Over and out. Real quick and dirty. Um, and and sometimes you get part of the conversation you said, "Well, I lost you there. Um, I'll, I'll have to catch you next time. Conditions changed." Uh, seven threes, and then you go on to the next guy. So it's not even a whole conversation. You're lucky to get part of a conversation with voice. Right. Um, the neat thing is, is there's been a lot of advancements in radio since the 70s and 80s when people were last really excited about Including radio. digital filters. Oh, yeah, yeah, digital filters and stuff, yeah. which really has nothing to do, believe it or not, Dan. We're not really... That that technology isn't even needed. The the This software... The JSA call, which we're working up to, but uh, no filters. The, imagine the leaps and bounds in technology, though. Uh, it, it has inundated the radio world as well, mostly on the ham radio side. The licensed aspect of using a two-way communication device over radio waves. Um, the technology came from, uh, what was the university? Remind me, Dan. University uh, of Pennsylvania? No, no, or, the big one. Or was the, it uh, Princeton? Princeton, yeah. Princeton, Princeton University. A Nobel Prize winning Princeton University professor came up with eight tones that sound really good on radio that can easily be heard by another computer and sequenced them and made them go boop, boop, beep, beep in a certain way uh, and wrote a language. And that's what... That's the technology. That's the latest and greatest technology that we're working with. It transmits data really fast over radio. Now, we're not talking fast. Super, super. I mean, let's do a quick faster let's than do Morse a quick pr let's do a quick primer because this is something I understand from a different context and I think you understand it from a radio perspective. 
All things being equal, the higher the frequency, the radio, the more information you can send in terms of speed. It's also why they measure clock speed with capacitors and you know, hertz. They use the same thing, the measurement of hertz. Because it literally, how many of those waves that can carry information can you send per second? The reality is shortwave radio is not a high bandwidth frequency, all no. things being equal. So even with this technology, best case scenario for the project we're working on, we're thinking, we're hoping we can get up to 200 to 300 characters every 10 minutes. Okay, which means, you know, you're not doing too bad and considering the information you'd want to or need to send all the time and considering this is a system that has zero dependency on the internet, that's really not bad, is it? No, no. I mean, keep this in mind to say a tweet, um, a, a, a help wanted ad that you would put in the newspaper, um, any sort of text blurb, um, but also... Give it some time, and we're talking about serious information. Yeah. What was the example you used the other day that was a really good one, the, the surgery? Oh, yeah. Well, I think, that, I think that the types of information we are able to send could actually help people in an emergency setting where there is no internet, there is no doctor. For example, let's say someone in a cabin in the woods has appendicitis. All things being equal, taking out the appendix is literally not brain surgery. But that doesn't mean the average person could do it. The amount of text we could send every 10 minutes could be enough text for a doctor to say step one, step two, step three. And of course you have to practice brevity in this type of communication. But yeah, a doctor could theoretically walk someone through an appendectomy using this technology. No internet, no cell phone service. Just a network of folks with radios mm -hmm. in a common network. This, it, it all goes back to what I was saying. This is a world that could have been, that people used to be excited about, that was co-opted and taken away and uh, marginalized as a hobby. Um, this is independent means of communication. Zero infrastructure other than your own equipment. It's it, the whole... The, that's what gets me upset about it. We talk about information. It's more like what's been taken away from us. Yeah. The life that we could have lived. Uh, you know, we could have had control of our... our A more empowered existence. More empowered existence. Yeah. And not only that... You talk about it a lot. The learned helplessness in society. Oh no, it's broken. I gotta throw it away and buy a new one. I don't know how diesel fuel works. So if a doctor tells me to drink diesel, I have to do it. <laughs> I mean, that's the logic of these people. It's, yeah, it's, it's horrible. We have literally been able to scrounge trash to get components and parts we need for the project. Which I guess we really gotta start diving in and telling people... What we're doing here, Dan. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? What, what, what we're doing, and I'm going to give my version first, and then you give your version, if that's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's going to involve a little bit of a story, because Justin did drive up to Seattle um, about a year ago. And I was in a really bad place. Um, that's as much as I want to say about that. But he drove his ass up there because he wanted to... Oh, crap. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Holy crap. That was my, my computer turning on, and I should probably do something, but I'm not going to. But no, um, maybe that was a message. Maybe. 
it was in a bad I was in a bad place in Seattle. If you listen to my podcast, you know that I I really do question all the bullshit lies around the I call it the monkey herpes. You can call it the Rona. You can call mysterious, invisible, fear mongering boogeymen and women anything you want to. But it was like living in a snake pit there. Seattle was terrible. Justin, hold on a second. I'm gonna fix this really really quick. Um, Fuck, I hate when I do stupid shit like this. Wrong. Sorry about that nonsense. I think that it was a message from someplace, but, um... Yeah, about a year ago, Justin drove up there and he helped me. And we had at least a solid six, seven months of being able to put the show on WRMI. Yeah. WRMI... WRMI... Uh, WR... MI-5950 out of Okeechobee where there's a swamp and a monster and it was great. And then about a month ago, because a project I was working on had come to an end, Justin has said, Dan, I wish I had a tool where I could keep track of all my contacts, notes. I mean, there are lots of cool tools out there. And we're going to talk about one, which is JS8. But he basically said, I wanted a note-taking tool Someplace I could just keep track of what's going on. It would be cool if it looked like, you know, if you had a map in there. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to have to float my resume again. Um, and this can help with that. And he's a good friend of mine, so I wanted to make sure that happened. And independently from that, he was interested in this digital radio, which at the time, a month or two months ago, I thought it was pretty cool. But I hadn't really connected the dots yet in my own way. The vision behind this is that we could sell you a terminal, you know, or, and, and the versions, the first version will be homebrew, which means it'll be something like Raspberry Pi, a basic monitor, basic keyboard, um, the CB radio that you need, the basic equipment you need, but including, um, you know, the, all the tools you would need on the computer for, for making JSA interaction easy, including the same types of tools we have now operating on the World Wide Web. And that right now, as things are, because reality is still functioning kind of normally, you'll be able to push information up to our site. And so it can become a radio-connected social media. It can become an alternative web. If you have that device with you, you can open up your Wi-Fi or connect to a Wi-Fi. And that little Apache server could be available. You could see it. So... You know, the vision here is that the simplest version of the homebrew, which, again, we're thinking a homebrew might cost eight, nine hundred bucks. Under uh, Less than an iPhone, for sure. I mean, yeah. well under an iPhone. Well under an iPhone. The, the homebrew kit, and it's something you can take camping, you can take boating, you can take anywhere. You turn it on, and you're on a network, a network that is completely created by people with their own systems. Um, now, wh- why don't you talk about this? Well, there, I, there's so many, there's, okay, information. There's all this information on the radio. And like Dan said, I wanted to, I wanted to keep track of what was coming into my station. You know, you get weather reports, you get signal reports, and, and you collect enough data you can get. Well, where does my signal actually go to? Who hears me when I talk? Uh, what parts of the world uh, can I reach? How far away can I reach? How close can I talk to the house? I was thinking, well, maybe, well, maybe, Dan, I can make a map and I can put a pin everywhere I talk on the radio. And then maybe a different color pin 
for other things. Maybe I, I there's a like a I restaurant got, a restaurant yeah a restaurant review. Um, I ate here once, and if somebody else uses notes, they can see the note that I left. That hey, that's a good restaurant. Yeah, and that's kind of what I wanted. I, we've talked about the radio before. Um, the problem is, like I said earlier, is it doesn't always work. Voice doesn't always work. But the cool thing is, no matter the noise, if there's a jammer, it, whatever, this digital stuff is so small and so loud and such a, uh, so audible to a computer ear that it works through all this. And really, it doesn't impact the voice channels. No, no, yeah. We work, we're currently working in a voice channel. Voice is on top of us. They're talking. We're sending digital code. It's a, they completely coexist in the world. Um, and the one thing I would mention with respect to that example of the person with appendicitis, voice over radio can be very noisy and ambiguous, as Justin pointed out. The digital clears that up. So you could send instructions. Step one. Including Step computer, two. yeah, including computer program instructions. Like a lot of instructions for a lot of scripted environments aren't that big. And you could send instructions to a computer using this technology. And by the way, that's on our roadmap. That's not next month or the month after, but on our roadmap is to allow this to interrupt in such a way that you could control other computer systems if you chose to. Yeah, it's okay. So the rad terminal, the product we're in development. The product in development is 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 like a hammer. You a carpenter buys a hammer. A child may pick up a hammer and not know what to do with it. Can hit stuff and sure it works, but a carpenter can be an artist with that hammer. Can do amazing things, and this is kind of the same concept. A child can pick this tool up and use it and see what it can do. But somebody who understands the Raspberry Pi, the programming aspect of this, or somebody who understands the radio aspect of this, is really a wide open playground on what this can do. Yeah. Um, I, I still, we, I mean, just to itemize. You know, we're talking about buy, sell, trade ads. We're talking about uh, being able to query directions. Like, think of a GPS. Or what? what is the library you mentioned? The, the, you mean the maiden? The Guttenheim Oh, you mean oh, Project Gutenberg. Gutenberg, yeah, Project Gutenberg. Say you want Moby Dick. I want to read Moby Dick. Some, send me, pro, or send, you query somebody who has the book, and they can send it to you in text. In text. I mean... Uh, and Gutenberg actually has pretty much every book up there in raw text format. Yeah, so, I mean, this is stuff that we... Not only is it possible, to an extent, we are already doing this. None of this, to be clear, is speculating like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if... To be clear, we are doing 100% of everything we're saying we can do. Yeah. Uh, we're, not, we're not pushing stuff to the internet yet. That is in development. Yeah. Dan is literally using his keyboard every day to make that happen. We are days and days and days away. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to speak for Dan on that. That's well, the his goal is to have an application that simplifies the JS8 interface. Yep. An application that's relatively easy to use, protects your radio. Because one of the things that could come up in this conversation is, can you hammer a radio if you're using this, if you're sending out digital messages, and the answer is yes. Yes. But it'll abstract that out. It'll keep it simple, keep it safe, and I think it's a couple weeks away. Uh, it may be 
up to a month away, but probably a couple weeks away. Just so there's some work got to do, and this is this and that. I feel like we've kind of have spoke a lot in uh, irrational terms. I, w- I think we should have like a direct and to the point conversation as far as as how how the network explicitly works. Yeah, the back and forth, folks. To get a message from one side of the U.S. to another is feasible today on CB radio with a digital mode. We're talking about a couple of these systems. We have a magic number, nine. I have a magic number in my head, and it's nine. Nine stations, nine professionally built by us, but with with our technology, with our antennas, with with our proprietary notes system will cover the entire US. So if you have a smaller rad terminal, the 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 version available the the homebrew version available now, uh, you will be able to connect with any other homebrew version around the country, no matter how small of a radio, how little power location now, I'm not saying you can go into a hole in the Grand Canyon and get out. Maybe not. There may be some geographical limitations. If you have a good view of the sky, then odds are you will connect to the Notes network. That's right. So uh, this is in grasp right now. You can... you The signals... I, I could turn up the radio. We're not going to hear anything right this second. 20, 27... Uh, Two four five. Yeah, twenty seven two four five is quiet at the moment, but uh, but there's signals out there and people will get your your signal. It's amazing. So this is stuff that's happening right now and today uh, that uh, Notes is going to be built off of the JS eight system, which is the technology that we're building off of. That's right. And and again, JS eight is a technology based upon something called FT eight that allows digital information to be sent over the radio in a reliable way. The Think only... of a modem, the old school dial-up modems. Yeah. It's exactly like that. So we're turning your radio into a modem that connects computers. Basically. That's it. In, yeah. the, in the smallest nutshell. And uh, completely subversive. We haven't even talked about the encryption yet. No. I mean... Do we need to? Do we well, leave that still, out? It's, still a, it's, it's in development. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a basic tool on the website for doing what's called AES-256. I did not, you know, AES-256 is a standard, standard algorithm. Standard thing, yeah. Algorithm, and this fellow in England converted it to JavaScript. The great thing about the client is you can be running the client on your computer disconnected from the internet and still create encrypted messages. But it's basically just a simple tool. And the plan is, another one of these plans is in the roadmap, is to develop a lot of these client-side JavaScript um, encryption libraries. They're useful now because I don't think we can trust SSL like we used to. No. And man-in-the-middle attacks are everywhere. Okay, so this project has highlighted. Now, now maybe, maybe we're not being hacked and maybe we're paranoid, but there are some... fucky things Spooky going Spooky things have happened. Yes, like things that you know aren't right, like... I'm not a programmer, but I know the internet is not supposed to do that. Tell them about the... I had a page I reprogrammed that was very different. And it had been reprogrammed for a couple days. And then yesterday, I I set up the computer, this new computer, install an OS. I test the site. 
and I see it pop up and I, and I keep refreshing because it's, it's, it's freaking me out. It's showing me a version of the site from two days ago. Yeah. And this is a completely fresh computer, completely built, new OS, reformatted hard drive. And the version of my website it shows me is a couple days out of date. So I don't know what that means. But when, when you think about it, I'm not sitting here saying the whole internet is a lie. But I think it's, it's infected. I, it's infected it's, beyond I, your control. Exactly. If, if, That's you, a, if you connect to the internet and you assume that you can send a message safely from A to B without any encryption, you are deluding yourself. If you think you can use the encryption that Google offers, that oh. doesn't isn't there a built-in feature in Gmail that allows you sure. to and, 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 <laughs> Is that safe, Dan? And the problem is before assuming Google is being an honest broker, and I don't think we can assume that. But even assuming that, the problem is, the way to think of this is Google is in a town 20 miles away. And you still have to walk 20 miles to the worst parts of town to get there. So it really doesn't matter. By the time you get there, all your shit's going to be stolen. You're already going to be raped six ways to Sunday. <laughs> You're going to show up in a, in a pair of ripped pants and a ripped shirt, you know, covered in lipstick. You know. Oh, man. It's not good. Not going to so, turn so out good. The reality is the internet's owned. And frankly, most computers are owned. And when I say owned, I mean... Someone controls it, but it's not you. It's not you. You are you are a number, a user. Uh, just like Facebook. If you don't pay for it, you are the product. Yeah. And even worse, you pay for your internet. You you give your ISP money every month so you can, you know, go to Facebook and be a product there, but they charge you money and you're still a product. Imagine, and I just want to dream for a second. Let's dream. Imagine for a moment that this thing, this initiative, this life we could have had, had not been taken. Imagine they didn't try to shove down our throats cellular technology given to you by the government 30, 40 years ago. We could have, you know, folks, we're, on, we're talking CB spectrum right now. But if we lived in a free world, we could be doing exactly what we're talking about over high-frequency UHF, and all of a sudden, that 300 characters every 10 minutes becomes 3,000, and then eventually it becomes 30,000, then all of a sudden, you could be creating an internet that nobody really owns because we all own it. And, and let's talk about decentralized. The value is in the work you are being done. The ultimate proof of work, to, to steal from the crypto folks, is the fact that you bought the radio, you bought the computer, you connected to the network. You're on the network and you're moving messages. One of the features of this network built into it, it doesn't even need to think it up, is every node can be receiving, which means that every node can also be sharing. And that means that, well, I'm not going to say that we would, it would be impossible to find a blackout area, but you could be connected. Within a couple of years, we could have a network built out that would reliably send you know, brief messages anywhere in the world. Anywhere. Anywhere. And we're not talking about days. This is, it's not instant. There are compromises, but it works. And it works reliably. Yeah. It, you Unbelievably reliably. This is not, get it out of your mind, this is not Breaker Breaker 1-9. It isn't. It isn't Breaker Breaker 1-9. And as far as security goes, here's the deal. Anybody can listen, but I'll let in a secret. That applies to every form of communication on planet Earth right now. So at least in the case of radio, it's honest and on the table. Anybody can connect and listen. 
But that means that all that means is you need to use some encryption. We've talked about the paired book technique, and yeah. there are lots of these basic techniques people can use to communicate in plain text without being understood. Look, and, that's part of the reason we're not talking about ham radio here. Yeah. In order to have a ham radio operating license, when you say kilo, alpha, papa, alpha, papa, that is your address. You can type that into Google right now and find out where that person lives, yeah. right where they're going. And if they're talking about, hey, you should be buying precious metals. Right. You need to buy precious metals and store it at your house. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, I better come back and say, oh, I've got a gun within three feet of me I everywhere I go. Because you just realized you told the whole world that you keep gold at your house. I mean, that ham list has got to be one of the worst atrocities, the OPSEC, you can imagine. Ma yeah, oh my God, yes. Like, but you got to do the ham rate. Let's talk about the FCC for a second. Now, I, I love C-Lab 2021. It's a cartoon that was on Adult Swim for a number of years, about 20 years ago. But one of their episodes had to deal with Captain Murphy having a pirate radio station. Yeah, yeah. And he's, you know, put a beak in. It's like, woo! <laughs> Mad <Matt> Murphy! Mad <laughs> Murphy! And, um, and, and the FCC shows up with a battleship. And then, you know, and a crooked captain and a crooked XO. And they drop, a, they drop the big one on him. The reality is, what about the FCC? At best, at best, you can expect a letter. That will be their worst. None of this stuff is okay. They can make a rule. I, I don't keep track, and I didn't watch uh, the, uh, the show How a Bill Becomes a Law, uh, Schoolhouse Rock, enough as a kid. But these these rules, I don't think are really actually laws. And they send you a cease and desist letter. Oh, so you're you're stamping on all your neighbors and keeping people from using a repeater tower in your hometown. FCC's going to write you a letter. Look it up. There's a there's a fellow on YouTube. If you type in "sad ham" or something like that, it'll come up, and he goes through all the cases that the FCC has never prosecuted anybody. They sent letters. Worse, they do. Yeah. Um. And first off. We're not talking about anything illegal no. in this in this show. Nothing we're doing on 11 meters is illegal. So, FCC, I'll leave it at that. I'm not going to say it. We're not going to talk bad about we're this. We're not going to beat up on the FCC. No. But what I would say to people, this is my opinion, and this applies to... I'm not going to talk about state government or city government. But with respect to the federal government, if you've listened to my podcast you know I believe it's in collapse. And, and this isn't the end of the world, but it also means they don't have a lot of resources. Like, uh, if we get enough people doing this, you know, it, the simple numbers will make their job impossible. But the reality is right now, I don't Nobody think wants to stop us. Yeah. Nobody has the energy to stop us. Nobody has the manpower. Um, they can do dumb hacker shit. They could. They can do that, and maybe they have. And the point and is, that's about all they can do. Maybe we should talk about that. We're, we haven't confirmed anything, but things have happened that shouldn't happen on a radio. But maybe there are things that could happen when you hook a computer to a radio. Yeah. And one of these things can melt your radio down. Okay. It's very interesting. We're, we're, we're doing some examination of code. Yeah. Um, 
we're going to turn some open source stuff. We're changing it enough. It's going to be our own. At some point it will. This, yeah, at some point this will be unique enough that it is its own entity. And it will be proprietary to us. But nobody's done a code review of any of this, right? Not, not that you found. Well, I mean, the documentation isn't even finished. So my, aunt, my, my, my basic assumption is, no, I, I, I went to one of the, um, the news groups that's associated with JSA call, which is the application. It's written in C++. Don't want to get all boring, but C++ is a programming language. And, you know, it's a fine language, but a lot of systems, it, it, it's one of those languages where you, it, for porting the code, it can be difficult. So the question I had was, has anybody thought about porting this code to C-sharp.net? And the, I got the response almost immediately, like, well, why would anybody ever need to do this? And it was weird. I, it wasn't by itself a red flag, but it was enough these days. I'm kind of like, I'll tell you, these days, I don't want to waste time with all the dark demons out there. You don't there. need to feed the trolls. No. When you identify them and walk away. Like, no no back and forth. None. Yeah. Just stop. You know it's a dead end. You're not going to get anything out of it. And that's the whole entire ham black hole. Yeah. They're trolls. Or or what what is it? Uh, the FCC recently did come out with a program. Uh, the Volunteer Monitor Program. Captain Canada was telling us about it, and it's been coming up lately in these conversations. They are so deprived of resources that to even pretend to do their job, they need volunteer monitors on the handbands to report, observe, and report suspicious activity. So, Well, you know what's going to be awesome about this? Because this topic comes up. It does come up. And before I go into it, full disclosure, a long time ago I was in the military and if I'd stayed in, I would have been military intelligence. I spent my first few years in air defense, but that was my career path. And, and you know, people have talked about open source intelligence. But in reality, one of the features of what we're doing is a kind of open source intelligence. It also is a tool that's going to enable journalists. Let's say you're a journalist. Mm. Let's say you're a real journalist. I don't know if they exist. I don't know where they are. But let's say you're a legit journalist. Well, guess what? The internet fucks you, the email fucks you, the phone fucks you. Everything you're using to talk to somebody, that satellite phone triple fucks you before owned. the message gets it. Owned, totally owned. We are building in our homebrew versions, which means we could deliver a basic homebrew version, like in a couple weeks to somebody, that would allow them to maintain contact with the outside world, even if everything is shut down. Even in today's all... world, with no addition, one box will already connect. Like, no two ways about it. That's right. And there will be people out there listening. There will be people out there recording. And, you know, I think that's a feature of this that's powerful. It can allow people who want to be able... For example, let's say we, ha we are stuck in the 100 to 200 characters every 10 minutes. It still means a reporter can get out a standard story in about a half an hour to, to an hour. That story can get out. And you know what? That could be the story that changes the world. And, and without this type of technology, you know what? If they want to shut things down, they will. And that includes satellites. That includes everything. And it especially includes the Internet. If they want to shut you down, if they want to stick your messages in a black hole, they will. But this tool that we're building, the homebrew version of the RAD terminal, and the one we're going to go towards, which is the fully designed all-in-one RAD terminal, this is a tool that's going to allow people to reach others when every single tool fails them. 
Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I had something to say, but you, you nailed it there, Dan. It's, it, it will conquer every single wall from the Berlin Wall to the Great Firewall. Yeah. I mean, nothing can stop this aside from... From jamming. From, from uh, what is the, the one we're talking about? Over the Horizon Radar. Yeah, over stuff, the radar. stuff like this, okay, yeah. But we have big plans in the future to, to work with that. Very cool stuff. We have big hopes and dreams. I feel as good as I've felt for a long time. This is the first project I've been involved with. I've built a lot of things, and I've known a lot of them are bullshit. The carbon black plant in Ponca City, Oklahoma, was the biggest bullshit job I've ever been on. Money, 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 just throw it in the furnace. I mean, I, I was happy for the paycheck, so I did it. I showed up every day, and I took the money and ran. But I knew that was a bullshit job, and it wasn't going anywhere. I knew that whole thing was a flop. I knew that it was never going to work. The the engineer last project was a Burger King at a university in Pennsylvania. This was their first industrial project ever, and they're trying to do a revolutionary process. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> but I'm sure somebody's friend with somebody's friend yeah, with somebody's friend. That's the world we live in. Yeah. The great thing about the Rad Terminal and Notes is how just viciously subversive, sub, what's the word? Subversive. Subversive, yes. Subversive it is. It is. It, it just, we're going back in time and we're offering you, this is the way, this is the fork in the road we could have taken. How old is radio? This stuff has been around. Radio. JS8 is, Call has been around since 2014. That's right. And, so, and radio has been around for more than 100 years. Yeah, I mean... Those folks at Bell, I think, probably fucked us, Dan. I think so. I think AT&T probably fucked us. I think Google's fucking us. I think that that this actually helps people, Dan. I think that this stands to move humanity. to, To free minds. We can't free you. We can't free your mind, but this can help your situation. Well, and this is a, a two, and this is a two. This this is a free world technology, a technology for people who want to live free a hundred percent. But it's also the two world technology in the sense that we can build this today. You know, I think a lot of collapse is coming, but we can build this today and still have a product people will buy. Yeah, people who who are traveling to places where things are a bit sketchy. People who want to go camping and have a form of communication that will keep them connected almost anywhere. Entertainment. Entertainment. You can go play chess in the woods. You could go play chess. We're even thinking about reviving some of the text-based games from the 80s. Yeah, this is... Like Zork 1, Zork 2. These are all things we can do with the bandwidth available. And it would be pretty freaking awesome to be playing some text-based game, but in a multi-user environment where you've got lots of people playing. And all of this is feasible. Um, it's one of those things where you say to yourself, okay, what do you do first? Well, what we're doing first is we're getting these homebrew kits. The hardware. The hardware to work correctly. We're proving out some encoding techniques so that the messages we put into JS8 can be sent in a way that doesn't harm the radio, but also allows us to bring the message together no matter where you are. And that's pretty much done. So, So progress is going well. One of the things I would say is that this isn't just about freedom, but we, we're capitalists. My friend Justin, we're not commies. We believe in kindness, but we don't believe in communism. 
and we want to make money doing this, but if you're out there and you're asking yourself this question, is there an opportunity for me to invest in something that could be a great product in today's world? Because I swear to, I, I already have the commercial for the kids, the two cans on the string. Oh yeah. I mean, with encryption, this is a, this is something your kids are going to want to have. Okay, for Christmas, I don't know. Probably shouldn't say that. But this is a technology that today, in the various versions, will sell. It's not because the internet doesn't work, but let's be honest, the internet is owned. And we don't own it. So this is a technology that allows you to go outside of the internet. If you want to establish, for example, every RAD terminal can connect to a Wi-Fi, which means that you could make that little instance of the notes application running on Apache on the terminal available to a community. If you had friends who wanted to contact people, they could all be logging on and, and in the very least talking to each other, but more than that, talking to people they can't reach. An intranet that yeah. connects to an internet. That's right. That's right. So think of it like this. You're in a homestead situation. You're doing the the farming, the subsistence farming. You're, you're working your land. You paid off your little five acres. You have a cow and a horse. But you like, you like to be connected. So $50 a month of your productivity on your little five acres goes to pay for internet because you don't want to lose communication. Send a tweet. Read a recipe online. Uh, tell your family how you're doing. Give everybody updates on how many chickens you lost to the new fox in the neighborhood. Never again. One time, one time fee to, to get the hardware. You know, and folks, to be honest, none of this right now that we're working on is something that you couldn't do. We're That's not right. so deep into the programming of this that you couldn't off of what we have just said. Do exactly the same come thing. Come do and steal yeah. this idea and steal our millions of dollars. This stuff is obtainable right now. And we're not, and here's the other thing too. We want to make money because we got to survive. But our primary goal for doing this is about not just both worlds, but it's about freedom. Freedom. And, and we want people to have their freedom back. I can sell you some freedom, bro. I yeah. really can. I can. I mean, this is a tool that would allow you, starting out with us at the, at the first stage, a tool that will allow you to build community, to talk to friends. This is a, listen, if you're in a, let's say a hurricane disaster situation and you want to contact somebody there, you know, good luck. But somebody that has a rad terminal on the other side, they can say, I'm okay. And a message like that just gets sent out real fast. So I'm okay might be the only message parents need to hear, and yet that's a message we can pretty much promise it will get through pretty one easily. way or another. Yeah. Pretty easily. So here's the deal. We do need help. Um, we need help in terms of investors. We don't have a formal share structure. There's not going to be an IPO. But what we're looking for are people who believe that the current internet and forms of communication we've been given, which, believe me, it was never a gift, that we've been given... Cursed upon. Yeah, cursed upon us. That they just don't work for us in every sense we want them to work. We have lost our privacy. Not just our freedom, but also our privacy. What we are basically selling is the potential for you to have that privacy and that freedom back. And if you want to participate with us at any level, to include just, Hey, Justin, Hey, Dan, I want to build my own homebrew kit and start doing JSA. 
That's something anybody could be doing right now. And, and frankly, they can We help. need the help. We, we need, need the testing. Testers. Yeah, testers. We need guys on the network that we can test our network. So, uh, yeah, if you want to build your own, and this is zero money involved, like you're not sending anybody money. You're going to buy your own equipment. You're going to do your own work. And we'll be, I will happily be tech support and get everything step-by-step -step instructions the resources, which they're all out there and available, but they're very difficult to round up. Yeah. I've got a good stack of paperwork on the desk ready to go to help people get a $150 CB radio doing the things that we're talking about. Yeah. And if you want to really up the game, get the, get the $700 radio. Get whatever radio you want and we'll make it work. If you email me uh, planetarystatusreport at gmail.com or Daniel Sullivan at planetarystatusreport.com, either one works. If you email me and you say, how do I do this on my own? I will make sure Justin gets the email and he'll send you instructions and, and, and he'll communicate with you. As he said, he's a really helpful person. So he, and we wanna get people going, yep. okay? We are in that kind of techno evangelism phase where we're trying to get people excited. So we're gonna help you do this. And so if the basic level of investment is help us together build back freedom and privacy, the next level above would be donate whatever you want to, Above a certain threshold, we want to talk to you because we don't want to just take people's money. But the bottom line is this. If you have money and you've taken care of your food, your water, your shelter, you've taken care of your family, you've taken care of the people you care about, and frankly, you've got about 6 to 12 months food on hand, and you've done all those things and you've still got a lot of money and you don't know what to do with it, this isn't just a flash in the pan. This has been one of the first projects I've worked on in a long time, years really, where I have been excited and I'm not even really, I'm not, I'm getting paid to the extent I got food and water and shelter, but I'm not even getting paid and it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I'm telling you not just that I believe in it, I think it is a product that will sell and it is a product that has good margins. And here, let's talk beyond freedom and privacy. It is a product that could spurn a bringing back to America of the engineering and the, and the general STEM and the manufacturing capability. That may be, seem a bit audacious, but the reality is we're going to be looking for suppliers. And that's every component that goes into this. So there's going to be a process by which, and frankly, I'm not looking to go that far for suppliers. So there's going to be a part of this that will involve a lot of local folks basically not getting Keynesian jobs or communism jobs, but actual jobs that deliver value. There's a feature of this that reverses the, the flow, and I can talk about this for hours, the, the flow that's gone against engineering and science. And you know, it's funny, people talk STEM all day, but the reality is there's been a concerted effort in this country my whole adult life to hammer down science, hammer down engineering, you know, close a door, close, you know, cover a window. It, it only makes sense if you want Americans to be imbeciles and learn helplessness and not be able to solve any freaking problem to include just replacing a tire on a bicycle. They want you to think you can't do it. And one of the things we would like to, you know, as we kind of wrap this up, the, the message that's out there that's coming from us is you can. If someone says you can't, they're wrong. 
Amen. Amen, Dan. That's it. Thank you, guys. Uh, we appreciate you listening. And thank you for all the help that we've already gotten. Um, tons of people out there in Radio Land. Thank you, guys, from the bottom of our hearts. We know you're listening. So uh, shout Mike, out to you. Mike in Michigan. Mike right? in Michigan. Mike, yeah. you know, Mike in Michigan. God bless you. And all the folks who listen to me on WRMI, God bless you if you've continued to listen. This is a real thing. We're going to get it done. Yep. This, yeah. It's, it, yesterday we tested local nets. Uh, so how close can these things work together? We've tested uh, stations all around the world. Tested uh, stations Italy, Sardinia. That was one day. The next day we talking to Australia, sending messages back and forth to Australia. Uh, all there are not very many stations in the U.S., and that's why we're coming to you so early. Uh, we really want and want to encourage you to get involved in this. Uh, let us build you a terminal. That's another thing, Dan. Uh, if you if you are interested in the technology we are talking about, we are completely beta, one hundred percent beta. Things are testing. It all works. It's all already works. But we're still building. We can get you the version that we can build now of a RAD terminal, which will involve, uh, with or without the computer, you hook your computer up to it, the radio works, you're going to be on the air. Uh, it depends what your budget is. We can make it however you want. We That's can a build great you. way to help yeah. us out. If you're interested, yeah. send us the money, let us build it for you. We'll work with you every step of the way and get it done. Yeah, and that's the thing. We can build the terminal right now. And it's something we can, you know, again, if you're interested in us building a system for you, I will relay that to Justin. We're not trying to make money off of this beyond the amount that we need to make money to survive. We, but it, we have what we need to survive. We are broke, guys. We have we can't we can't even do one spec build. I'm working with the radios that I already have. I can't afford to buy another radio to to put one together to to sell to you. But if you give us the money you know, we're asking for the cost of the parts and the material. My time is donated to your rad terminal. I'm happy to do that. Just, just, uh, we're happy to see. I want to bring every single one of you with me. I don't want anybody to be left in a situation where they will be killed because of a, uh, a rubber cone. Yeah. So the join us. Well, uh, this has been the Planetary Status Report, and this is me, Dan, and my friend Justin. It is February the 16th, still 2022. To all you guys out there, have a great rest of your day. I guess it is Wednesday, so it's hump day. And so get out there and hump it.